So here's a question. If your home caught fire, would you expect the fire department to put it out using water or kerosene? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Well, obviously, if your house caught fire, you would hope that the... um, that the fire department would use water to put out the flames, not kerosene, and burn your house down. But in many ways, the economy of the United States, our economic house, has caught fire. It is in deep trouble. There have been policies from the administration here in the United States that have been very destructive to our economy. We have record inflation. They may talk about how good the unemployment is, but they're lying. Here's the problem. Many people have left the the workforce. They're not coming back. They're not going to work. They're going to stay at home. They don't plan on ever going back. So the number of people in the workforce has gone down. Then you need to account for many of the baby boomers. Remember, the baby boomers started in the 1940s all the way to the 1960s. And many of the baby boomers born, let's say, before 1955, maybe 1956, well, they're retiring and they make up a large part of the population. So they're no longer in the workforce. So to say that we have low unemployment now is not exactly a true statement. There are many young people that refuse to take jobs. They just don't want it. They don't want to work. If they don't get what they want, the kind of paycheck they want, the kind of time off that they want, I I know several right now. They they believe that if they don't want to work today, they just call in sick. Or they just call in and say, I'm not coming in. And that's why you can go to, well, my wife and I, we stopped the other day. We were going to pick up something at at a fast food place. Not that we normally ever go there, but we decided to get something very quick in our errand running hadn't had a chance to eat and the lobby of this restaurant was closed was it closed because of covid no not at all it was closed because they couldn't find anybody to work they were short-handed they don't have enough people to man both the drive-in window and the counter and so they're having to limp along with fewer people willing to work Everywhere that I've traveled, and I can't say that I've traveled the entire United States, but I I have friends around the country that share similar stories, that there are help wanted signs posted everywhere. And ever since the pandemic, when many people left the workforce, many decided not to come back. So when the Biden administration talks about, you know, we've had... uh, Record job growth. Well, we're still not where we were before the pandemic. When you lay off a large number of people for a long period of time and you bring them back, that's not so much job creation as restoration from a pandemic. And and so those numbers are a lie. Our policies internationally are getting us in very deep waters. Uh, the trip with Nancy Pelosi to China. Obviously, China will eventually, in some method, oh, I know a lot of people thought World War III was going to be started. But, but just be mindful. It won't be long before China does something. I 
doubt if they'll nuke the United States. We're a source of money. They want to be, China doesn't want to destroy the world. They want to dominate the world. Look at all the things you need to buy. And where are they made? My wife and I have had the sad experience in, in having to buy things for the new home here in Virginia. So much of the stuff you buy today, well, it's made in China. We don't manufacture things in this country like we used to. And even, even companies like General Motors that want to get in the electric car business are going to have to depend upon China for batteries. We talk about the Green New Deal. We're going to have to depend upon China for solar panels, for wind turbines. They're the ones making the stuff. We're not. And if we don't make it here, GM, for example, a nice American company bailed out by the Obama administration, given to the unions, they're going to build their electric cars in Mexico. We're destroying our own country from inside. And many Western countries are doing the same thing. It's not just the United States. Canada's doing it. Australia's doing it. The United Kingdom is doing it. So much manufacturing of many of the necessities that we need are no longer within our own borders. The United States paved the way in the 1960s with the integrated circuit. The United States had paved the way years before with the transistor. And the United States paved the way with computer chips that got ever more complex year by year by year. My cell phone has vastly more computing power than a computer built by IBM years ago that filled up you know, a large room, generated massive amounts of heat, and cost millions of dollars, my phone can do more. So here we are today, here in the United States, getting ready to spend a lot of money on a, on a bill that really disturbs me. Because once again, one of the greatest tricks in the book, for example, they called Obamacare the Affordable Health Care Act. Well, it made health care not affordable. I can remember I had a plan a health care plan. I was, you know, self-employed for many, many years. And that that health plan, well, it multiplied by a factor of four. Four times more money, less, well, I had to put more out of pocket to boot, and more restrictions. Had to get a primary physician, had to get referrals. It just became a complicated mess. It was designed to destroy the health care system as we know it. And now the Democrats are on the verge of passing another bill. This one will get to the White House and be signed. And it carries one of those phony names. Just like the Affordable Health Care Act that made health care unaffordable, this one is, is, is even a crazier name. You ready for this one? This one is called the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. The Inflation Reduction Act, and it doesn't do any of the above. It doesn't do any of it. Matter of fact, experts say that it, it will not have any impact on reducing inflation until the year 2031, and then only by less than 1%. Let me say that again. 
this bill will have no influence at all, none, on inflation until maybe the year 2031, nine years from now, if it even does that. The real, this, this, this phony bill, this is a totally bogus bill. All it does is it increases the size of the IRS to get deeper into your pockets. It will increase taxes on virtually every working American and even virtually poverty-level families. Yeah, you know, if you make like, you know, if your household income is like even around 30000 a year, total household income, you'll be paying more in taxes. You'll be paying more in taxes because you're not going to be exempt. Like I say, the IRS is going to be getting billions of dollars to double their size of, of, of agents out there to go get that money. Yeah, the Inflation Reduction Act. It's a bunch of baloney. It's a lie. What it really does, what it really does, it, it goes after spending money on climate change. It has nothing to do. It has zero to do with inflation. It's going to spend money on energy and climate initiatives. And when they talk about energy, they're talking about green energy. You know, that stuff that doesn't work. We've seen that, you know, it looked someday it will, but it's not ready yet. And Joe Manchin, well, he's going to get $6 billion for a pipeline, a natural gas pipeline that Biden despises. But that's what they had to pay to get that vote. Well, today, our guest host is, as usual, on Wednesday, Jim Calhoun. And once again, I want to welcome Jim Calhoun to the program. And and if I'm not mistaken, Jim, today's going to be kind of a special program for you. Thanks, Bob. And as usual, it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. Well, this is my 50th episode of Truth to Ponder, and I've really been happy to help Bob Bierman out for all these many weeks because his life has really changed a lot this last year. He's got a lot of work done. He's moved, buying houses, selling houses, rearranging things, and and getting things where he wants them to be. And I'm glad that I've been a small part in helping him out, because it's hard to be a one-man show. I know that because I'm a one-man show myself. And when you have as much going on as Bob Bierman, it's always good to have someone to have your back. And I'm very thankful to be that person to have Bob's back. And I want to thank everyone who has listened to me for these 50 episodes. I really do appreciate it. And I know that some episodes are better than others as far as audio quality and content and delivery. And hopefully I'm getting better and learning this end of the business because I was deemed unessential back with COVID and it pretty well ruined my career as far as being an entertainer. So this is kind of my last attempt, so to speak, of getting something going that has some real traction. Now, I've got traction out here on the ranch, and so I'm okay that way. But as far as reaching out to people, this is what I want to do is broadcasting, and I enjoy it very much. And again, I thank everyone for listening. Well, as I was trying to put this episode together, I was thinking, you have to have something special for the 50th one. Well, that's not the way I choose how I do my shows. I usually try to think about it and try to come up with a subject 
But then all of a sudden, God will put something right in front of me and say, here's your subject. And a long time ago, I've learned not to stress about things and not to worry about trying to come up with the perfect show or the perfect content because I don't use any notes. I don't use any prompters, anything like that. It's just just me in front of the microphone, just telling you my heart. And as I was trying to put this show together, trying to think of something special, and I should have known better, I shouldn't have been doing that because I knew God would come through because I knew that God would put something on my heart because he always has. And I have faith that he'll continue to do so. So today I'm going to focus on societal issues that are really disturbing. And as Christians, we have to know that the time is now for us to stand up and make our voices heard. And also, I want to touch on the elites. And I want to talk about these so-called elites and how they're treated and how they should be treated. And so later on in the show, I'll get onto that. There was a band member of one band that got sick, and so they called me and asked if I could come fill in. And so they called me and said that they canceled the date, and the date was open, and the establishment wanted me to come in and, and do this date because this other band canceled. And I was very happy to do so. And on the way down to this gig, God gave me the topic really loud and clear. In Kansas right now, there's some sort of referendum or an amendment, something going on that has to do with being pro-life and protecting the sanctity of life. And so if you vote yes for this measure, that means you're voting yes for life, yes for protecting the unborn. And they have real catchy signs that are promoting this that say, vote yes. And it has a very stylized image. It has no features whatsoever. It's just curvy lines. But the artist did such a great job that it didn't need to be filled in because it's obviously a woman holding her baby and they're staring each other in the face. It's very touching. It's very nice. And like I say, it's just curved lines. But at one glance, you know exactly what these curved lines represent. And then on the bottom of that, it says, love them both. And then vote yes for this referendum. I think the whole concept of this poster is absolutely beautiful. The artwork is beautiful in its simplicity. And the message is very simple to the point. Love them both. And I started seeing quite a few of these signs in people's yards as I was driving through small towns in Kansas. But then I came to a town that had another sign that was covered with flowers, kind of like the flower power type hippie signs back in the 60s and 70s, where they had those stylized kind of daisy type flowers that all colors. And they had these real colorful banners and signs that was covered with these flowers that said, vote no, support choice. And I looked at that and I thought, wow, they're disguising death as something beautiful. They put a bunch of flowers on it. And they also was symbolic using the hippie generation, kind of the rebellion group, kind of using their symbol, the flower power symbol, to try to re-energize some of their old hippie base, some of the older people that are baby boomers that were once radical leftists. You can tell that they're trying to energize them again. And then I got to thinking about these signs that were in people's yards. 
The one sign that said, love them both, could have been replaced that said, I am for life, or I am pro-life. And the ones that were supposedly pretty with all the flowers, with the very negative messaging, could have said, I am for death, I am pro-death. And I'm not stretching it at all, because that's what these people are for, is their choice to kill a baby. And have you ever noticed that these people that are pro-choice are never pro-adoption? Never. The ones that are pro-choice are never pro-life. They never, ever want the woman to keep her child. Pro-choice does not mean choice. It means death. So the people that are wanting choice are wanting death. And a long time ago, I told some people that I thought that all of these aborted babies were just sacrifices to some sort of a pagan-type god or some satanic ritual that these people actually needed these child sacrifices. And when I made that comment 15 or 20 years ago, I had several people that really scoffed at me. They said, no, you're wrong. That's idiotic. You're stupid. But it's coming out more and more all the time that some of these abortionists and their doctors and the doctors that perform abortions, they actually get a physical, mental, and spiritual thrill out of killing babies. And some of these people that are aborting babies actually admit that they are sacrificing, they're actually sacrificing these babies. There's so much evil in the world right now. No matter where you look, there's just evil everywhere. And there's deception everywhere. And there's confusion and chaos everywhere. But you notice that these people that are abortionists, they walk in lockstep. All they want is to abort as many babies as they can. Well, some of these people, now I'm going to get kind of graphic here, and I'm sorry, but this is just from all my research, this is what I'm finding out. Some of these people actually sell baby parts, and that's how they make their living. I think that that is evil beyond description. And the Bible says that those who do harm to the young children would be better off to have a millstone tied around their neck and dropped into the sea. Well, I do believe they're talking about these people. And then there's people that are sacrificing these babies, like I said, to their religion. I don't know if they openly worship Satan, but that's who they do worship, whether they give it another name or not. These people are very satanic. And then there's another group, and there's another group that they're just psychotic, sociopaths, and they want to be mass murderers. I saw a young woman who was probably 18 to 25 years old, and she was asked about abortion. And they asked her about the possibility of adoption as far as, as opposed to abortion. And she said, nope. I kill my kids. And she was really proud of that. Now, how sick is that? In what kind of society brands that as normal? In any other time period, anyone that made that kind of a declaration on camera, very proud, would be charged with some sort of a crime, child abuse, who knows. But that wouldn't have been normal in times past. And they didn't ask this young woman, but if I was there, I would have asked her, well, why don't you get sterilized? Why don't you go ahead and, and have an operation and have your, 
your tube's tied. And I would be willing to bet that she would tell me no, that she wants to get pregnant because she wants to kill her kids. That's her status symbol. That's her method of operation. And there's a whole bunch of people like that. And anyone that would put a sign in their yard that is pro-death, I don't care how many stylized hippie-type flowers you put all over that poster. It's ugly. And these people in that house, it lets me know who they serve. I don't care if these people claim to be Christians. I don't care if they go to church. If they have that sign in their yard, they are not serving Almighty God. And the Bible does tell us in the last days that many will be claiming that many will claim to be Christians. But in the end, God will tell them, I don't know you. So we have a lot of children of Satan, even in these small little Kansas towns. It kind of breaks your heart to see little communities of four and five houses together that all have this pro-death sign in their yard. But if you would talk to these people and try to reason with them, you would find very quickly that nobody in the pro-choice, I hate that term, it should be pro-death, anyone in that group, you can't reason with them. You can't talk with them. All they do is talk louder and try to shout you down. And then they say, my body, my choice. And so if you say, okay, what about the vaccine? Well, of course, you have to have the vaccine, that death shot, that fake vaccine that they're pushing. If you say, no, it's my body, my choice, they say, oh, no, what happens if you get sick? That affects me. It affects more than one person. It's like, well, you're killing an innocent child. That's another person. So it affects more than just you. But you can't reason with these people. All I know is that someday they're going to have to stand before Almighty God. And I would not want to be these people. Their arrogance and their pride in the fact that they want to murder innocent babies is just absolutely asinine to me. And it's hard for me to even comprehend. And there's two other groups that are very much pro-death for the babies. And they're the most disturbing of all of them. And some of the elites, some of the so-called Hollywood icons, actually use aborted babies, parts from them, in serums and solutions to try to stay younger. They inject it. They take it in pill form. They use it in creams. And I saw a very well-known and well-loved Hollywood actress who I always respected as an actress, came out and she admitted that how she kept young, she was using body parts from aborted male children. And she seemed to be pretty proud of it. And then you have another actor who has moved out of the country because it's being widely reported that this person is actively using bits and pieces of these poor, innocent murdered children. And then there's the worst group of all, and it's the cannibals. And they're starting to come out of the closet. There are people that want to use blood and also flesh from these babies. And I see that the New York Times is even coming out with an article that 
is saying that cannibalism can be a good thing. And so we're going to see things and hear things that are going to be beyond shocking. And some people will hear what I just said and say, oh, he's not right. That's not happening. Well, I wish you were right. I really wish I was wrong on this. But I'm listening to these people in their own words. And they're so proud and arrogant about what they're doing to these poor children. And the child traffickers are running amok. And there's known child traffickers that are picking up young children and they're not checking them at all. They're just pedophiles going out and loading up their station wagon or their van with, with kids. It's sickening. And a couple of years ago, they had all these slogans about end human trafficking. Well, in the history of the United States, you didn't ever see signs that said end human trafficking. But right now, human trafficking is a big business, and they call it human trafficking, but really what it is is slavery. And you have the news media who's totally silent about trying to protect the children because a lot of the people in the news media are among these quote-unquote elites. They think they're untouchable, as are politicians who are nothing but lowly public servants. All think they're dictators and rulers, kings, princesses, and queens. And these people are totally out of touch with reality. And so we have a cult out there. It's a huge cult. And as far as I can see, this cult has several different components. That they might be several different cults that are loosely aligned, or they're one big cult that has different factions. And I happen to think it's one big cult that just has different type of factions that some are into one thing and others in this cult are into another. But all of them have two things in common, all these different groups among this cult. Their worship and love for Satan and also their worship of death. These people are nothing but a death cult. And all they want around is death, doom, and destruction. That is what they thrive on. That is why they're so anti-Jesus, because they're for everything that Jesus is against, and they're against everything Jesus is for. But yet these people are really clever. They're really good at what they do because they are very much the children of their father, Satan, and Satan is the father of the lie. And these people are very good at spinning things and lying about things and doing things in the wide open right now. They're doing things totally in the open, and they're getting away with it. Not only that, you have all of these different factions out there that are trying to maim children by convincing them that they're of a different gender, and then they're immediately putting them on all sorts of hormone changers and hormone blockers, and immediately wanting to have surgery before the child can really make up its mind that it's not whether it's male or female, but make up its mind whether it's being lied to or not. You have all of these people in the public schools, all these quote-unquote counselors, that are counseling children to go have all sorts of medical procedures done to them and to take all sorts of different medications and drugs that will change who God made them to be. And when you see a 25-year-old man with a beard along the side of the road, 
with a pink dress on and yellow pumps standing there waiting for a taxi or waiting for whatever. And usually these people are wearing a mask to boot. You know that that's one of the people that has been picked off by this cult. This person wearing the dress might not be part of the cult, but they have been captured by the cult. They've been captured by the world. And these people can be saved, but only God can touch these people. And so we have to be in prayer for these people that are so confused. And since Satan is the father of the lie, I would imagine that Satan takes great glee in seeing a young man dress up like a young woman and be confused about their gender. And then you have popular culture, all the movies and all of the politicians and the news media and the singers and so forth are all glamorizing transgender. When in reality, there is no such thing as transgender. No such thing whatsoever. That's just a term. That's just a term that they're using. And anyone that thinks that they are transgender, they are very, very much mistaken. Because the DNA in your body determines your gender, not your decision. So you could be a very confused young man and be dressed up as a woman. And you can, quote unquote, identify as a woman all day long. But you're still not a woman. And also, your delusions and your actions of insanity. I'm not going to say they're insane, but their actions, to me, show insanity. And so just because you're deluded and you're confused, I'm not. And I'm not going to take part in your delusion. So if you're a male, I don't care how much makeup you have on. I don't care how much jewelry or how many dresses you have. I don't care. If you're a male, you're a man. You may be very challenged emotionally and mentally and spiritually, but you're still a man. And it's not my fault that you don't know what you are. So I will never call a man who says he's a woman a woman. Because first of all, it's not true. They're not a woman. And second of all, how disrespectful, how utterly disrespectful to women for a man to walk into a woman's world and be accepted as a woman when women have had to work so hard to go through all sorts of barriers as far as gaining the right to vote and equal pay for equal work and and women's sports and so many things that women have worked for a long time to be treated with respect. And now you have all these men that cannot compete with other men but they can compete with women, are calling themselves transgender. And we're all being forced to recognize, yes, they're a woman. They're transgender. It's a woman now. I don't care if they go under the knife. I don't care whether they change their name. It still doesn't change the fact that the marrow in their bones is either male or female, however they were born. And so we have an evil group of people out there in this death cult. And this death cult is doing all they can to disrupt and destroy. And the Bible does say that after Satan is unleashed and put on this world, that he will go about and devour people like a lion. And that's what he's doing right now. 
and we're seeing it happen right before our eyes. And on the other side of the break, I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about the elites. And I'd like to add my congratulations on your 50th episode of filling in and helping me out on Truth to Ponder. As many of you know, this all started having Jim fill in one day a week when I was doing the work in Florida on the transmitter project, which was taking a tremendous amount of my time. And I was away from home for several days a week and it was hard to record. And I'd gotten to know Jim and Jim said, hey, let me help you out a little bit. And I was so thankful to have him start producing part of the program to save some time. And with our move and and all that's been going on in the background, it has been a blessing for me to have Jim fill in. He he gives of his time for free. Remember, there's no paid employees here at, at Truth to Ponder. But right now, we do need your help financially to keep going. We really want to see Shortwave expand and grow. I want to see this program get into very important topics in the days and weeks ahead. And it's not easy to do when you're constantly just hoping to have enough to cover the shortwave airtime bill. We do fairly well with WRMI. We're we're somewhat behind on KVOH. And so I really need to decide uh, how best to use the resources that God has blessed us with. There are two ways you can support us. You can do it online right now. You can go to our website, truth2ponder.com. And on the support tab, you will find two different ways to support us online. And either one will work. One is Give, Send, Go, which is the number one free Christian crowdfunding site. Or for those that still prefer, you may use PayPal. And so, and I think even some are are supporting us from the podcast. And so all those ways help us out. If you prefer to mail a check, it's very easy. Make your check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and you can mail that check to Truth to Ponder, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, in Crestview, Florida, Crestview 32536, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, in Crestview, Florida, 32536. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Beerman. Playing games in the smoking room. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. There were a number of well-dressed gentlemen. They were sitting in a smoking room, drinking, smoking, playing card games, enjoying the night. But there was one problem. They were playing card games in the smoking room of a ship called the Titanic. It was night. It's 1140 outside. The lookout stations to official spot a strange shape in the distance. It getting gets larger and larger by the second. 37 seconds, the ship fate is sealed. For many on the ship, including those playing cards in the smoking room, their life is decided in those 37 seconds. They will not see the sun rise the next morning, yet even after the ship hit the iceberg, they continue to talk and joke and play games in the smoking room, not realizing their lives would be over within hours. 
hard to imagine, yet it happens all the time. See, this life is a sinking ship. It's going down. No one gets out alive. We got a limited time and then eternity. Most people yet, even believers, spend their time playing games, pursuing trivial things, focused on things that are ultimately petty and vain and mean nothing in the end. And the ship's going down. And while their days are numbered before eternity, could that be you? Have you gotten wrapped up into petty things that mean nothing and trivial pursuits and playing games Wake up because there's only a limited time you have left on earth to live in holiness, to fulfill your calling, to glorify God, to spread the gospel, to save those who are perishing. Get out of the smoking room. Stop playing those games. Stop being caught up by the things that mean nothing and glorify God with all your heart because this life is too precious and too limited to spend it playing games in the smoking room. Want more? Ask for the Blackberg. Now, what if you could receive daily vitamins guaranteed to strengthen your spiritual walk with God? Six months supply for free. Well, you can. Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins for victorious walk with God, updates on Israel prophecy, and the incredible mystery of the temple doors all free. You'll love it. How do you get it free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name and you dial it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, you can actually spread salvation around the world for very little through shortwave radio. From the Arctic circle to Israel. It's amazing. It's like sending a billion tracks around the world. You can do it too. Make your life count greatly. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 or that's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. You can write me direct at the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a Nice Jewish Boy, Box 111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, make your time count. Be a blessing. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Yeshua Tenu, our salvation. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And this is my 50th episode. And I'm just very happy that I've been able to help out. Well, the first half of the show, I was talking about the death cult. Now, the death cult has its icons. And a lot of people that don't want to get their hands dirty. And so you have the Hollywood elites, and you have the big tech elites, and you have the political elites, and the pop culture elites, and people in the music industry elites. And all of these different elites are aligned on the same page because they all worship the same person, and that's Satan. And so they're always walking in lockstep. But let's talk about the elites. Now, I used to be a very big fan of Disney. I really liked Walt Disney's studios. I liked what they did. But in all my research, I have to understand that Walt Disney, in my opinion, are at the forefront of misleading our children, and they are definitely in the firm camp of the satanic influence. And it really makes me sad to have to say that. But through all of my research, it's just undeniable, in my opinion, that there's a lot of forces at work within, the, within that whole industry that is not good and a lot of it does stem from there but I am going to mention a movie and I believe it's called A Bug's Life and in this movie you have these grasshoppers 
who, in my analogy, are going to represent the elites. They're the ones that think they're above the law. They're the ones that really have no purpose except to give orders and and they want to be obeyed no matter what. And they're the ones that are always wanting to live the good life and have the party life. And they do it on the backs of these poor ants. And they force these ants to gather food for them. And there comes a moment in the movie where the ants finally realize that they are the ones with the power, that these grasshoppers are just using them. And the grasshoppers really have no real purpose. They have really no reason to be feared because they're a paper tiger. And all the ants understand that they're the ones that work hard. And so they all walk arm in arm and they go up against these grasshoppers. And once the grasshoppers figured out that their little scam was over, then they were pretty easy for them to be run out of there. And in reality, that's what's happening with the elites. Now, I'm going to ask you to think about any elite person that you would admire, whether it be an actress or an actor, whether it be a politician, a musician, a scientist, whatever. Just think of this person. Now, think of all the things that you can do. And ask yourself, could this person that I'm looking up to, could they do that? Well, first of all, some of them probably could, but they wouldn't. Because they would demand someone like you do it for them, whether they pay them or not. There's an awful lot of people that are supporting these elites for financial gain. They may not really agree with these elites, but they sure agree with their money. And so... In my opinion, they kind of sell their, they sell their allegiance to these people. And there's other people that just are afraid of them and will do everything they're told. I'm going to pick on two people that are being heralded as being these great people. Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates. Okay. To all the women out there. Do you think that these men, do you think that Fauci or Gates, Do you think either one of them could fend for themselves in the kitchen? Do you think these guys could do any more than just boil a hot dog? Well, they might, but they might not, because they don't have to. And to get out of the kitchen and get to anything else, uh, the women that know how to sew. Can you see Bill Gates trying to thread a needle? I doubt if he's ever threaded a needle in his life. These people that are quote-unquote elites, they're put on a pedestal by us when they're really nothing but, in my opinion, leeches. They're people that need us, like the drones in a beehive. The drones, the male bees, cannot even feed themselves. They have to be fed by the female bees. And once the female bees stop feeding the drones, the drones die. And so all these elites are nothing but drones. And drones in a beehive, they buzz the loudest. They look kind of scary. They're kind of big. And when they fly over the top of you, they really buzz loud. But they have no stinger. They have no way to defend themselves. And they can't even feed themselves. And that's how I look at these elites. They're just drones. And all the women out there that are very good at clerical work, 
whether they're in business for themselves or maybe they're working for a municipality. Can you see Dr. Fauci doing his own books? I can't. He's the type that gives orders and expects to be obeyed. And you can think of any skill set that any woman has. It doesn't matter if it's traditionally a woman's role or not. I doubt if these guys could do even a quarter of the type of work, whether it be physical or mental. Now, when you talk about traditional male work, can you see Dr. Fauci knowing how to change his own tire? Can you see these guys knowing how to pull an engine? Can you see them, either one of them, know how to use a post hole digger to set a fence post or stretch some barbed wire? Could you see either of these guys knowing how to drive a taxi or a truck? Can you see these guys knowing how to garden? I doubt if these elites know how to do a quarter of what they need to do to survive. So why is society as a whole, why do we all seem to look towards this group and call them elites? These people, for the most part, are either good at one thing, and so they made a lot of money, and so all of a sudden they're experts on everything because they were good at one thing, or in Bill Gates's case, very questionable whether he designed what he claims to design. Lots of people think that he kind of pilfered some things, and I'm one of them. And I see videos of him rocking back and forth like an insane person. Because he's made a lot of money, people think that he's something special. And really, he's not. Now, out here on the ranch, Bill Gates would be worthless. I wouldn't hire him for anything. I wouldn't give him so much as a hammer and a nail. I mean, he wouldn't know what to do with it. He's totally helpless. I saw a video of him getting hit in the face with a, a pie of some sort. And his reaction was, in my opinion, shameful. The man seems to be a coward. He's got everybody to do everything for him. And if you took away his workforce, you took away these people that actually worship the man, take them out of the picture, and what you have left is basically just a drone. Someone that is so helpless that they'd end up out on the street, and they're the ones you'd find as a statistic. They'd be a fatality out on the street because they wouldn't know what to do. Then you have these actors and actresses that might play a role. Let's say they play the part of a farmer in a movie. And so if they have a congressional hearing, sometimes they'll take these movie actors and have them testify in front of Congress on something that has to do with farms. Because after all, they played a farmer in a movie once. That is so asininely stupid. When you really think about it, that's insane. Most people who are actors that are very good actors, they're not very good at being themselves. You look at all the suicides and drug abuse and look at all the bad things that happen to even the best known, best loved people in that profession. Maybe on screen, they got it all together, but off screen, they're a mess. But yet people treat them like royalty, like they're something extremely special. And it's time that we woke up, like the ants that woke up in that Disney movie, the Ants Life movie. We're the ones that make this country go around. We're the ones that make the world go around. We're the power behind this country. 
and all the common people of the world are what powers the world. It's our blood, sweat, and tears. It's our hard work. It's our ingenuity. It's our willingness to roll up our sleeves and put in a day's work. It's all the education that we go through in our chosen profession to be successful. And even if your job doesn't require higher education, you still get educated on that job all the time, even if it's from another coworker. You find out better ways to do things, and you're always learning, always striving to be better. And also, you try to take care of your family. You try to take care of your household. The common people do not have the luxury to have everything done for them, have all the doors held for them all the time, to have everything done for them all the time. And so why do we as a society look at the elites with such reverence? Now, I'm not telling you to look at them with disdain. I'm telling you to look at them for what they are. They're just people, the same as you and me, except, by and large, most of them are unskilled people. They don't have enough life skills to be able to survive out on the street or survive owning a small business or survive running a household or survive being an employee. These people don't know any of this. It's foreign to them. Look at the royal family in England. The royal family in England, what can they do? What are they good at other than spending money and making the tabloids? What are they good at? It seems to me like we've been duped. But not only have we been duped by them, we've been duped by ourselves. It's time to wake up. Look at these people for who they really are. And also understand that they're part of the cult. Most of them are part of the death cult. Because how many people do you know that are quote-unquote elites that actively profess that they love Jesus Christ, that they stand in awe and reverence of Almighty God? Most of these people, if they do claim to be Christians, are what I would consider closet Christians because they want to be invited to the parties. They want to be part of the elites. And of course, being a Christian is so uncool. You have to be part of this other group. And these elites will stop at nothing to keep their elite status. They'll stop at nothing to look younger. They'll stop at nothing to try to be healthier. They'll stop at nothing at getting their way because it's all about them all the time. And when they get into groups, they just get together and pat each other on the back and tell each other what great people they are and how smart they are and how stupid we all are and that we're just a bunch of sheep that they can control. And it's time for us sheep to break through the fence. And it's time for us sheep to wake up and be sheep no more. We don't have to be wolves. But we don't have to be sheep anymore. You don't have to worship these people. You can enjoy their work. You can even support their work and go to their films or buy their music or what have you. Whatever will support these people, you can do that. But your mindset has to change. You just have to understand that these people, by and large, are drones. That if you took away their money 
And if you took away that little thing that made him a quote-unquote elite, you will find that these people really don't have any substance. The average housewife has more substance than these elite people. The average truck driver has more going for him than these elites. The average ditch digger has more going for these people than the elites. And so the lowest of us, as far as occupation is concerned, as far as public perception, the lowest of us has more going for us than the elites who only have one thing going for them, and that's they have money. Now, it would be great to have money, but if that's what you become if you have a lot of money is a quote-unquote elite that can't do anything, nah, I'll do without that lifestyle. I can do without that. I'd rather be who I am and how I am because I enjoy doing things with my hands, and I hate having someone do things for me. I'd rather do it myself. Not because I think I can do it better, it's just that I'm not lazy, and I don't want to be perceived as lazy. And I'm looking at these elites, and the only thing they really have ambition for is power. Now, they might have ambition to get more money, but ultimately they're using their money for power. And so what drives them is power. And who gives them the power? Unfortunately, we do. So it's time to wake up. And not give them that power. If it's a performer, you can give them your applause. But do not give them your worship. We're not supposed to worship these people. We're not supposed to put them on a pedestal. These people are not nearly as special as they claim to be. But yet when they get in their little groups, boy, they really think they're a group of special people. And what really gets to me is that these quote-unquote elites are behind all this automation. They're behind the automatic cars, automatic trucks, automatic tractors, uh, burger kiosk, any anything that will take the common person and take away the job from that common person. These elites are for that. Well, what they're trying to do is get a world ready that will serve them, that will not include us common people. They only want the common people around as serfs or as slaves. They don't want us to have any power or any control. And remember, we will own nothing and be happy. Therefore, the elites will own everything. These people are just as delusional as the transgender people are. And also, it's the elites that are causing all of this global carnage as far as climate change, which indeed is happening. But it's not happening because you have a lawnmower. It's not happening because you use hairspray. That's just what the elites are claiming. These quote-unquote elites are funding all sorts of projects to change the weather and to make our ground and air toxic. They're trying to play God, and they're trying to rearrange things. And, of course, they're blaming you, and they're blaming me. and. Their cohorts in the media will go all over the media and say, yeah, global warming caused by these common people out there with their lawnmowers and driving their cars, it's your fault. When in reality, these quote-unquote elites are spending billions of dollars on clandestine programs to make our water, soil, and air toxic. They're poisoning the earth. 
They're blaming us. It's time we woke up to that fact as well. And I've done enough research on this that I know that I'm 100% right. That these people are using a smokescreen of climate change because they are actually causing any change to the climate. And they know they are the ones that are doing it. But they know that if they can point at the common people and say, it's your fault, they'll look at these people and say, well, they are elites. They must know better than us. They've got a lot of money, so they must be smart. It must be us. We need to get that mindset and throw that in the trash can because it's rubbish. In my opinion, it's the elites that are the scourge of this planet right now and why we keep bending our knee towards them, why we keep bowing and scraping and treating them like they're something special is beyond me. Like I say, we don't have to treat them mean or rude, but we have to take them off any pedestals and just treat them with the respect a normal person is due. No more, no less. And when we do that, we'll start reinforcing a very positive mindset that there is no such thing as an elite. We're all people put on this planet. Some people are put here because they think they have to rule everything and they try to take charge of everything. Well, it's time that we resisted that because these people are taking humanity as a whole over a cliff right now. And I, for one, am not going to be a lemming and jump off the cliff because someone who claims that they're elite tells me to jump. And I would hope that you wouldn't jump as well. Well, I hope you got something from this 50th episode. And I'm glad that I've been able to help Bob Beerman as much as I have been able to. And I would ask that everyone keep Bob Beerman in your prayers. And also, if you'd like to support Truth to Ponder, that would be a wonderful thing. And you can go to the website, truth2ponder.com, and click on the tab that will allow you to go to the page to where you can support this ministry electronically. There are several ways you can do that. But if you want to send a check or money order, you can do that. You write your check out to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and you would mail to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, 3248 in Crestview, one word, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code is 32536. Once again, I appreciate you listening. And until next time, everyone stay strong, stay safe, keep your powder dry, but most of all, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.